legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome across Body of Work. My name is Evan. I am Javier. And we are back with Samoa Joe Part 2. We're looking at his run in total non-stop action. T-N-A, baby! It's a, it's a bad joke, but it was made in the early 2000s, so I think people forgive it. They're like, yeah. T-N-A, ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. T-N-A was the best alternative I had as a child. It was when I didn't want to watch Monday Night Raw because I was not a Raw guy uh, and SmackDown wasn't on the air. I would watch TNA. You and I were just talking about alternatives because we are recording this the day after a second set of releases, the second set of releases in two weeks from WWE. We just want there to be an alternative. We should run a show. We have no money, but we should run a show. Oh, yes, yes. We could use the pod go back. Um, Anybody who wants to get paid nothing to wrestle on our card uh actually no you don't get paid nothing you actually pay us because we have to run the show um (laughs) for the love of the game for us to run a show yeah if you want to do it for the love of the game then (laughs) yeah i'll uh i'll take any i'll cherry pick people by the way and we'll run it in uh in in worcester i'm not okay with that one (laughs) i just tried to pick a random place in in massachusetts braintree yeah well, actually we could do it at the mall all right the brain tree mall yeah done sold uh welcome to crossbody reward normally we talk about a wrestler through five of their matches right now we're talking nonsense um but uh you know just had to talk about the fact that a bunch of wrestlers got released and it sucked and people are pissed i'm pissed yes I, we, we are people is, why is hero being released i don't understand that one at all Somebody online said Hit Row's time on the main roster makes Sanity look like the Shield, and it made me sad so many times over. Yeah, Sanity was actually on TV more than twice, I feel like, yeah. right? Sandy was cool, just like Hit Row. Well, they like wrestled match. Yeah. I think Hit Row wrestled one. And then they all got released. It's stupid. <sighs> so what a time to be an NXT and North American champion. Only four NXT North American champions from the whole titles lineage are still with WWE. And Ricochet is hanging on by a thread. Yeah, it's it's hard out here. Um, and I think that includes uh, Carmelo Hayes. Like, I think that is that is including the current. The run. current. Yeah, I think it's Gargano. Hayes. Hayes, Ricochet, and Roddy. Jeez. And that's it. That is, and Roddy's also hanging on by a thread. Diamond mine forever, baby. Uh, let's do all the housekeeping stuff before we talk about Samoa Joe Part 2. Follow us on Twitter at Crossbody of Work, and be sure to check out the merch store. We got the new shirt designs and some mugs. 
Check it out, fullpressshop.com. Cop the merch. Support the boys. Tweet us a, fi- a picture of it. Tell us that you got the merch. That'd be cool as hell. Yeah, I'm not tweeting a picture of me and our merch. The day that somebody sends us a photo of our merch is the day that I proceed to lose my goddamn mind. Oh, that hasn't happened yet. No, I. it's close. <laughs> it's close. If WWE keeps releasing wrestlers I like, that's gonna. it's getting closer. Can't relate to that one at all. It was just like, all right, let's make Evan lose his goddamn mind. <laughs> um yeah, wherever you're rating or wherever you're listening, be sure to rate five stars. Uh, that helps with the pod tremendously. We continue to grow and we appreciate all of you for listening. Tell the friend. You probably have a friend who likes Samoan Joseph or a friend who likes TNA or a friend who likes seeing people get the shit kicked out of them. Then these are the episodes for them. Or a friend that just wants to watch a really big Samoan dude beat the shit out of people. Yeah. I mean, that's a niche. That's a thing people like. I like people it. People like the other Samoan named Joe. Now, yes. it's probably because he's very attractive. But, you know, Samoa Joe is uh, good at wrestling. He's a big, beefy boy. Some people uh, are into that. We are starting out hot this week. The first match is the first ever five-star match in TNA history. It is that triple threat match. Christopher Daniels versus AJ Styles versus, of course, Samoa Joe for the X Division Championship match. For the X Division Championships. What a match. This is the best match in TNA history. It is not close, in my opinion. Uh, they attempted to do it again. It was not as good. It was good. It was not as good. This match was just, it was everything. It was the X Division main eventing, a pay-per-view for the first time. It was three legitimately big stars uh, in the independent scene in TNA. Just yeah, talent at near the peak of their powers just coinciding together and going out there they have so much chemistry with each other because they've wrestled each other all over uh they know each other so well and they just decided hey we're just gonna have the best damn triple threat match you've ever seen in your life so of course this is unbreakable 2005 uh daniels is the exhibition champion he's actually the longest reigning exhibition champion in history at six months because i guess the exhibition championship wasn't around for that long at this point uh yeah at this point it was nuts um, Joe is unbeaten at this time and he gets bonus points because he wrestles in a puka shell necklace and he's still tougher than you. <laughs> when everyone I had met in my real life who wore a puka shell necklace is a bitch. <laughs> is it you? Were you one of them? I was not. The only person I can think of, I knew a couple guys in high school who remain unnamed and uh, they were all bitches. And there was the main bad guy from season one of the OC. Oh my god! Welcome to the o- to the OC, bitch. Like <laughs> Luke, you're a little fucking pussy. <laughs> I hate you, Luke. All right, this match I had never seen before. Really, had, really, I had never gone out of my way to watch it. I'd heard all about it. I had never seen it. This match wow. is all of the hype. It all makes sense. This yeah, match this lives is, up to it. This is the match that made Will Ospreay want to become a professional wrestler. Oh damn! I could I could see that for people. Yeah, I mean, this this match was just different, you know? Like, I was watching TNA at the time. Um, obviously, I didn't watch this pay-per-view, but, like, I remember when I was older, like, I would people would just talk about how good of a match it was. Commentary the next week was talking about how good of a match it was. I remember following the story all the way through, um, and I remember uh, a few years later when I finally learned how to use the internet and, like looked it up and i saw it it was 
it was legitimately my favorite match for the longest time. Yeah. Um, and, and at one point, eclipsing Eddie and Brock, which is wild. That Eddie Brock match is so fucking fun. It's still my favorite match of all time. I mean, to be fair, it's because of the moment for me more than the match yeah. itself. But this was just on a different level. It it starts off so beautifully. Yeah, go into it. Yeah, I mean, immediately, uh, Daniel starts talking shit. <laughs> and AJ and Joe just team up on him. They're just taking turns. Uh uh, just beating his ass and then they trade they're like trading stiff kicks yeah uh, like on daniel's kicks. back yeah daniel's gets up and yells stop kicking me and then they do a freaking high low on his ass <laughs> please stop kicking me then they get that we get into the trading roll-ups like yeah everyone's trying to ma- i feel like that's a, a pretty good staple in triple threat matches like somebody's gonna try to end it early or you do the yeah. whole like everybody's trying to roll up everybody uh joe locks in what i call a version of the rings of saturn but it's not that is it yeah, I call it a modified ring of, of Saturn. I had no idea what to call it. I've never He really... locked it in like four of the five matches this week. Yeah, I've seen people do it, I think. Yeah. I just don't think nope. anytime I've seen it, there was a name given. No, they just, wow, he's got him. He's got him locked in now. He's got him locked into the move. Oh, no. What a maneuver. I will say with this match, AJ and Daniels did their damnedest to put Joe over as this monster. Yeah, because like I said, Joe was unbeaten at this time. Like he like, was the fucking new hot shit in DNA, and he was the biggest independent star in the world. Yeah, like he, he, the stuff he was doing. I mean, I don't want to say. Okay, let me rephrase that. He was one of the biggest stars. He was, I would say, the hottest in ring star because the shit he was doing at Ring of Honor for those two years was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like the quality of matches he was having was just far and away the best stuff out there, um, and, and you know he came here. He's in the X division. There aren't many guys that look like that in the X division. Yeah. He's just so big compared to everyone, and he is a killer. He is yeah. just a killer. It's some old fucking Joe. He gets a great Uranagi, uh on Daniels when Styles pushes Daniels into him. Like, hey, you yeah. you take this move. I don't he want. He does it. the uh, overhead belly to belly to yep. to uh, AJ into the corner. Um, Daniels boots Joe like using the rope. Like he he like uh, D- Joe's on the outside. Daniels comes. He grabs like the top rope and like kicks him through the ropes. Yeah, uh, and then he hits an extra as hell acai moonsault. So extra. So fucking extra. And then if we thought that was extra, here comes Styles with a springboard shooting star press. Yeah. Because DNA J. Um, Daniel's monkey flips AJ into Joe and AJ hits a Hurricane Rana. And that was, was legitimately one of the coolest spots. I popped so hard. I was like, that was great. I was, it's been so long since I'd seen this match. Like it's been a lot a few years, at least five years since Do I'd you know seen it. How hard it, it is when you're when you're like a seasoned wrestling fan and you're used to seeing spots getting developed, like you see the group of people on outside, and you're like, oh, somebody's yeah. gonna dive on them, or you start to see the the tree of woe or the like the whatever tower doom spot, and you're like, all right, it's happening. Like it's still cool, but you're like, all right, it's happening. This hurricane round spot, anything that catches me off guard now, I'm like, oh, cool, because I didn't fucking know that was happening. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Joe explodes with smacks to Daniel, which is a thing he loves. <laughs> he loves just slapping people. 
uh, when he's heating up. Uh, Daniels tries to to do like a victory roll bridge, uh, and, and Joe just like grabs him by the tights, drags him down, and just puts on a Kukina clutch. He's like, no, 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 no. You go to sleep now. And then AJ just decides, fuck that spinal tap. <laughs> spinal tap by Styles off the top rope to break it up. Uh, we get just like beautiful kicks from Joe. I guess sent on for a two count. Oh my god, the Shogun kick. No one does a better aside from Kenta, no one does a better Shogun kick than Smojo. Official Shogun kick rankings. These are the things you can expect here. Drew McIntyre is up there, I guess, with his Claymore, but I Smojo's is so fucking good. Uh Death Valley Driver by Daniels. Yes. I love a good DVD. Yeah, me too. Blu-ray shit. Who <laughs> <laughs> The only thing that I'm missing for, you know, my dad jokes are ready. I just don't have a child. <laughs> well, you do. He's just a cat. That's true. And he does not like my jokes. <laughs> does he like you? Uh, yes. Yes, he does. Are like we me. sure? Yes. That's good. Don't take this away from me. Uh, <laughs> Daniels and Styles trade dive attempts and avoiding one another. Like they're on the outside and one will try like a springboard on the other and they'll just move. But yeah, they land on the avoiding feet. each other. Yeah, that's good. And then Joe comes in and just hits a twisting tope. And he's just like, fuck both of you. Yeah. Uh, then we get everybody up top for a little bit of a Tower of Doom spot. But Joe just decides, I'm going to toss both of you off the top. Yeah, just backdrops both Whee! of them. No, Joe hits an insane uh, German suplex to AJ. Yeah. Gets him up on the top rope. Hits a muscle buster. Um, but he doesn't go for the pin. No. He instead tries to put on a coquina clutch, but right before he could, um, Daniels comes in holding the, the X Division title like he's going to whip Joe with it. When he charges at Joe, Joe hits a snap power slam. And my God, the Joe, the Samoa Joe snap power slam. Yes, uh, it's one of the moves I have gained appreciation for this week. That and the muscle buster. It's so cool. I mean, I know what it did to Tyson Kidd, and that makes me very sad. It was a freak accident, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, these things happen, but, like, the Muscle Busters of Finisher is so fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, Joe's grabbing the title. The ref is being a bitch. Ref is being a bitch. It's a triple threat. Like, stop. They could, they could use a fucking nail gun on each other if they wanted. Relax. Yeah, and the ro- first off, the rope breaks in a triple threat? What is happening here? Um, anyways. Set your rules out and make them make sense. Uh, Joe has the title in hand. Daniels comes, hits an enziguri uh, on the title, which then drives it into Samojo's face. Yes. Uh, Daniels hits a best moonsault ever on AJ, but Joe manages to break the pin. Daniels then uh, hits a crossroads on Joe, but Joe's like rolls out of the ring, so he's yeah. nowhere to be found. Smart. Um, AJ comes back to life. He does his little moonsault into an inverted DDT thing that he loves, which, okay, we need to talk about it. Because, okay. like, I love the move. Don't get me wrong. It's creative as hell. No one else does it. But he doesn't do it in one motion. No, and it never. it bothers me. Because what is the point of the moonsault then? <laughs> uh, style points? But, like, just do it in one motion, you know? There, I can think of one instance in WWE. He did it in one motion to Kofi. And it looked amazing. Yeah. And I think that's what it's supposed to look like. It is. He never does it in one motion. He never does it in one motion. Um, which I understand. It's probably really hard to do that shit in one motion and, like, be safe. But. Yes. Fuck that. <laughs> 
You're putting your body on the line for my entertainment. Make it better. <laughs> exactly. Joe does a, his little power bomb. One, two, flips in, into a submission. Yeah. Although when in, T, in these matches, he never does it into that like weird Boston crap that he usually does it in. This in TNA, he tends to just STF. put on an STF. Yeah, uh, which he does so on Daniels here. Then there's a rope break in a triple threat match. In a triple threat match, and I hated it. And then we get one of the most impressive spots, if I'm honest, that I've seen because AJ hits a Pele kick. Yep. on Samoa Joe. Gets him up, and I'm like, oh, shit, he's about to do a burning hammer. Nope. Torture rack. He torture racks Joe, like, three times. Yeah. And then he just drops him on his fucking head. Torture racks give me PTSD, in a way, because of older brothers. <laughs> it was the, one of the easiest things for him to do when I was really little. He's like, torture rack, and he would just pick me up. And be like, ah. It's just so funny to see that, because AJ is, like, half the size of Joe. Somebody should bring the torture rack back as a finish. Doesn't someone have a torture rack? Doesn't Bob? Does Bobby do it? I no, feel like Bobby Lashley should do it if he doesn't. No, he just does the 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 full Nelson whatever. Yeah, the master's lock. Yes, true. Somebody needs the torture rack, and if somebody does, just tell us on Twitter. It's Bobby I, I Lashley. Can't, I can't. Bobby Lashley needs to do the torture rack. Um, we get a Styles clash on Daniels, but Joe comes in to break that up. Uh, Joe gets taken out. Um. Daniels gets the advantage. This is the finisher. He goes yeah. for the Angels' wings. So he has basically... The Angels' wings is basically like... Uh, he, the setup for it is a pedigree. Yeah. And then he gets him up and does like a powerbomb. Yeah. Basically, kind of. Or not a powerbomb. It's uh, it's kind of like the fairy tale ending that Tomorrow's So Champa does. Yeah. But it's... You know, sometimes he does it that way. Sometimes he just power drives dudes. Um. AJ manages to counter it. He flips over into a pinning position with his arm still locked up in the in the pedigree hold. Daniels has nowhere to go, so one, two, three. AJ yeah. Styles wins the match. And this is smart. Styles gets the title. Daniels was caught on like a you know, a sneak roll up of, of, of sorts, right? And Joe is protected. Joe still hasn't been you know, pinned or submitted in TNA, but he still gets his showcase in this match where Joe looked the best in this whole match. Yeah. He well, without a doubt. Best. This match is really good. I'm sure most listeners have probably watched it before. Everybody, if you haven't, should go watch it. And if you have and haven't done it in a while, you should go watch it again. Yeah. it's just As someone who has seen the match a million times and hasn't in a few many years, going back and watching it was it was just a fun experience it was definitely worth the what is it 25 minutes that the yeah. match goes uh fullpresscoverage.com fullpresswrestling.com in order to watch all the matches we always have them there the ability to watch them they're always there our second match is a king of the mountain match i hate you for this i've never seen a king of the mountain match but here we are 2007 slam anniversary this is for the inaugural tna world heavyweight championship it is Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Kurt Angle, Christian Cage, and Chris Harris. Chris okay. Harris was the mystery man. He was the mystery man. He was mystery meat. This fucking match type. Okay. I'm Do you gonna, need me to explain it? No, I, I think I get it. I'm going to explain it as best I can. And if I'm wrong, okay. you explain. So everyone is in the match. In order to be able to put the title up, you need to hang the title up, not take it down. Yes. Uh, in order to qualify for that, you need to get a pinfall or submission victory over somebody during the match, and then you become eligible to do that. Yes. Whoever you pin or submit has to spend two minutes in a penalty box. Yes. 
That's and then it's a and whoever's eligible, then it becomes a reverse ladder match where you're trying to put the title up. Yep. So you could technically be in this match the whole time and not even be able to win if you don't get a pin or, or a submission. Yep. What? <laughs> okay. I like the idea of the eligibility part. I do. I yeah. think that's I think that's cool. I do not think you need a penalty box. Yeah. I think having a reverse ladder match is just unnecessarily it's stupid. So stupid. Cause if you think about it, you're hanging the title and then immediately taking, taking it, it back. off. That makes no fucking sense. <laughs> The t- and also the ability to like look up and be like, that's the prize. WWE uses those shots all the goddamn time in ladder matches. Like, that's what we're going for. TNA is like, that's where it'll be. Yeah, no, I like the idea. Of, uh, again, the eligibility thing is a good idea. I like the idea of you earning a pinfall or submission to be eligible to get the title. But I think if it's just a ladder match, but you can't go for the, the title until you get a pin or a submission is a good rule like that's, that's cool. even better to me that's why different. the fuck are we adding the extra as hell step of hanging the ladder also you can't introduce a penalty box concept and have one referee because yeah. there are multiple times in this match where the referee is outside letting somebody into the, out of the penalty box when there's something happening in the ring they need to be focusing on or vice versa you just do you need more refs you need more cowbell uh, all right, so this is a weird match. Also, what I learned is that Christian and Styles are homies at this point because Styles is willing to let Christian pin him for eligibility right at the beginning of the match. Yeah, but Joe it it's Chris, it's a thing. Christian could have returned favor, but doesn't. And all I wrote was, "Get yourself a friend like AJ Styles." I believe this was like towards the beginning of the Christian Coalition thing. Yes, um, where it was Christian, uh, Tomko, and AJ. What a weird trio yeah like christian and tomko obviously makes sense from wwe but then they're like and aj styles yeah i don't know but it, to be fair by that point aj was like the well was kind of running dry he'd already had his big moments i think he was already tna champion by that point um and he's he's already obviously had already been x division champ he, he'd pretty much done everything yeah so they were just figuring out new stuff for him to do yeah, it's kind of just like keeping him fresh. It's kind of like the the mold that like I don't know Randy Orton is in now, where it's like, yeah, he's with Riddle, but if he wasn't with Riddle, the fuck else would he be doing? You know, he's done everything. It's true. He wants to ride that camel. Damn it. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of this whole match is Joe is on the outside and Styles is going to do one of his classic springboard forearms. We know it now as the phenomenal forearm, and Joe just waits and waits and the second he jumps up he just fucking t- takes his feet off under him and slams him down because joe is the smartest man in wrestling yeah <laughs> joe just is patient he's like all right i'll wait for this and joe comes in hits a it's an atomic drop right into a shogun kick um does it uh like a chop and then a massive kick right to the back of christian uh hits a knee drop and i like how he switches it up like it's never the same. It's never the same. Uh, atomic drop, Shogun kick, uh, senton drop, running senton. It's yeah. always a different variation. Like there's always a, there's usually always an atomic drop, and there's usually always a Shogun kick. But then he like sprinkles some stuff in there sometimes. Make it know? a little different. Add some seasoning. Maybe maybe instead of some pepper, he put some paprika. Add a little spice. <laughs> um, 
Harris hits catatonic on AJ, which how do I describe catatonic? Does anyone do a move like that? Not that I can think of. It's like it's like a side slam, but like not really. <laughs> it's the best thing Chris Harris does. All right. It's like a mixture of a side slam and an Urinagi with like a pendulum slam. I don't know. It's weird. Uh he pins AJ. He's now the first man eligible to hang the belt up. Yes. Also, Jim Cornette's here. Is the one tossing them the belt. Yeah, because he's like a part of TNA. At and also point. like I think he's their like general manager or whatever. As a society, we've evolved past the need for Jim Cornette. <laughs> yes, but you gotta also have to remember this was like fifteen years ago. That's true. At this point, how how big were iPods? <laughs> uh i think well how big is your phone about that size yeah and they had like 14 songs yeah uh at one point here right after that joe grabs the ladder that's in the ring and throws it out of the ring onto uh harrison christian kurt comes in from behind because kurt and, and samoa joe are still having their little rivalry go. you know yes. they're, they're they're dick measuring contest um kurt comes in hits his three germans to joe um a little down the line joe uh and kurt christian comes into the ring joe and kurt put like tandem submissions on him so kurt uh throws on an ankle lock while joe throws on a coquina clutch and and the ref fucking leaves because he needs to get styles out of the penalty box from earlier that's what i mean two refs stupid stupid um christian gets clocked by harris uh, there's like a ladder bridge outside. Christian's on it. He gets clocked by Harris and then crotches himself on the ladder bridge. Great times. Um, AJ does his paused inverted DDT on Harris, then hits a Pele kick on Joe, followed by a phenomenal forearm on Joe for a near fall. That was a vicious phenomenal forearm. Yes, it was really good. He sent Joe fucking flying with that thing. And then this is when he goes for a Styles Clash. Yeah, he goes for the Styles Clash, and then Harris comes in, right? Well, gets reversed into an ankle lock, and then Styles gets launched to the outside by Harris and lands on Cage on the ladder bridge. Yes. Brutal. <laughs> yeah, uh, Harris gets a ladder set up. He starts climbing with the belt. Kurt then comes in and decides, hey, Olympic slam off the fucking ladder. Which and honestly Kurt- is a smart thing because he's already raised up. You don't have to do the lifting part. You just have to take do the dropping part. It's nice. Yeah. And then Kurt pins him uh, to become the second man so eligible. So Harris and Angle are eligible to win. Yes. Harris now has to go sit in penalty box and think about what he did. Joe comes back into the match and he speeds up. Muscle buster to Styles. When Samojo speeds up, there is no one fucking better. Yeah. By the way. He's so smooth. There's no pauses. He's so fucking good at it. All gas, no brakes. All gas, no brakes for that man. Um, snap power slam to Angle. Urinagi to Christian. De- uh, like a like a Death Valley driver uh, drop, and then a muscle buster to AJ. Like you were saying, um, he puts on a coquina clutch on Kurt, and Kurt is tapping, but the ref doesn't fucking see it. <laughs> the ref is down and out. And he's a bitch. Uh, and Christian comes in uh, with a ladder, takes out Joe. Kurt is out cold because he's been fucking choked to death. Yeah. Um, so Christian crawls over, drags the ref over to him, 
crawls to Kurt or gets on Kurt, one, two, three, Christian is now eligible. So the only two people who aren't eligible in this match are Styles and Joe. Yes. Exactly. Everyone else can go hang a belt for some fucking Go reason. hang a belt, you fucking loser. Um, there's a ladder set up at the top, and I think Christian is trying to hang it. Joe comes in, climbs the ladder, and then hits a fucking cutter off of it. Which was like right nasty. onto the belt. Yeah. Uh, Harris calls for the belt. He tries to go up. Joe meets him too, but gets clocked with the belt. Christian yeah. gets up there and gets tossed. And then finally, Styles hits a springboard dropkick and drops the ladder and Harris, which was really nice. He was a good looking dropkick. I will say that I think Styles got a little bit of shine in this match, but not a lot. Again, it was Samoa Joe who had some of the best like spurts of offense and the best, yeah. you know, moments in this match. I would say Joe christian and angle really carried a lot of the storytelling of this match aj decides to get on the top rope but then he decides no i'm gonna get on top of the penalty box cage which we don't need a penalty box but it's cool (laughs) that he was up there i guess uh i mean to be fair i prefer that they get in a cage than like can you imagine if they just like had him sit ringside (laughs) just Just sit a commentary at the timekeeper area or something think about what you did That'd be fucking hilarious. Um, Joe follows him up there. Um, and I'm out there. They're fighting. They're doing everything. They are struggling to keep their balance, by the way. <laughs> you can just see. Yes. It. For something that should be more stable, it looks really rickety. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Joe like sits down on the edge of the, the cage and then tosses Christian off of it through a table ringside. I think it was the timekeeper table or whatever the fuck. Um, Harris... Meanwhile, in the um, in the ring, or sorry, Christian goes up to the top of the cage, uh, and he like does something to Joe. I didn't see what it was, but Joe was just dead after that. Yeah, Joe's just done. I think I'm pretty sure he just tossed him off onto like, you know, the, the floor. The floor. Uh, Harris comes up there, meets Christian, throws him off the cage into the ring, uh, and then jumps, hits a flying clothesline to Kurt Angle. Then he grabs a ladder and just like does an airplane spin with ladder it. tornado. <laughs> and he, he hits Kurt. He hits Christian. Um, and, and they're dead. And then a little down the ways, Christian absolutely murders cowboy Chris Harris with a ladder in the corner. Yes. Cause he knocks the ladder out from under Harris and then just launches it at him. <laughs> that man is dead. Yeah. We just, just so everyone knows that man is dead. Um, Christian almost hangs the belt, but Kurt comes in and throws an ankle lock on him. Yep. And then Harris gets back up, spears Cage off the ladder, and that leaves Angle all by himself to do some redecorating and think, hey, this belt looks real good right here. So Kurt hangs the belt up and then immediately takes it because he's the inaugural TNA World Champion. Yeah. And King of the Mountain matches make me sad. It's just, it's so stupid. Like, they, don't get me wrong, the action on them is sometimes, like, decent. Uh, but, like, it's just so stupid. It really is just so stupid. We're going to take a break after this stupidity. When we get back, Joe cuts a shoot promo. Chronic migraine is 15 or more headache days a month, each lasting four hours or more. Botox, onabotulinum toxin A, prevents headaches in adults with chronic migraine. It's not for adults with migraine with 14 or fewer headache days a month. It prevents, on average, 8 to 9 headache days a month versus 6 to 7 for placebo. 
Prescription Botox is injected by your doctor. Effects of Botox may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Side effects may include allergic reactions, neck and injection site pain, fatigue, and headache. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Don't receive Botox if there's a skin infection. Tell your doctor your medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome, and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. Ask your doctor and visit BotoxChronicMigraine.com or call 1-800-44-BOTOX to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Folgers Coffee. You're not just any coffee drinker. You're a Folgers Coffee drinker. Because for over 170 years, Folgers has been serving up expertly crafted brews that are bold, never bougie. And now there's over 20 varieties to choose from. Damn good coffee roasted in New Orleans. Damn right, it's Folgers. Visit FolgersCoffee.com coffee to shop now. Back from the break, Joe is shooting on Scott Hall, Chico. Scott Hall no-showed Turning Point 2007 where he was part of a six-man tag. It was supposed to be him, Kevin Nash, and Samoa Joe versus uh, the Christian Coalition. Or no, it was supposed to be it was Tom Cole Angle and Styles. Yeah. Yeah, no Christian. And then they let Joe go out there with live mic to explain the situation to the crowd because the, the they knew that Joe had, you know, credibility with the crowd. And Joe let him hear it. Yeah, this is when I wrote, don't work yourself into a shoot, brother. Um, the, the iconic Hulk Hogan tweet. The only good thing that man has ever done um, is that tweet. The don't work yourself into a shoot or you'll be shoot. I don't even fucking know. Brother. Uh, brother. HH. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so Joe goes, you know what? Backstage, I was told to come out here. And they said, Joe, fans love you. And if there's one thing they trust, it's you. By the way. Joe before his balls dropped is fucking hilarious. Don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, way to put it. And we want you to go out there and we want you to make them feel satisfied with the fact that Scotch Hall no showed this event tonight. Yeah. I would love to tell you people that he's coming down that ramp later on. But the matter of the fact is he punked down on me and he punked down on every single fan in this building tonight. Kevin Nash is already in the ring with Samoa Joe, and Nash looks so defeated. By the way, Kevin Nash's hair looks fantastic. Kevin Nash is aging well, which that is so hard so for good. a wrestler. Good for him. But you can tell here, like, obviously Scott Hall is his friend, and Scott Hall has had his demons. And you can just tell on Nash's face, like, like he's so disappointed, but also he's yeah. just like he's probably worried about his friend. It's like fuck, yeah. And then Joe talks about how they gave me a live mic on pay per view to <laughs> essentially to air out his grievances, and he does. And his grievances are with the old people. 
Yeah, he goes, number one, in TNA, we have two types of wrestlers. We have TNA diehards who come out here and entertain and bust their asses for fans every night of the week. And we've got superstars who think they can come and do whatever they want whenever they feel like. We have superstars who come out here and not only screw us, the hardworking wrestlers of TNA. And then when he said wrestlers, there was a lady in the crowd who 100% voted for Donald Trump, by the way. (laughs) 100%. She just goes, stop being such a baby. (laughs) Or some shit like that. Uh, and then Joe Don't goes, they s- yourself into a shoot, brother. <laughs> yeah. They screw each other. They screw each and every fan who paid to see them, no matter how, how old they are. Uh, a little bit down the line, he goes, TNA is the motor shitty machine gun coming out here and breaking their ass. By the way, never heard of anyone saying breaking Break their, their ass. ass. No, me neither. In a good way. But Joe made it work to try to make a name in this business. TNA is Black Machismo. Jay Lethal, shout out to him. He had a good match on Dynamite this week. Yeah, he did. Uh, doing his damnedest to entertain every fan in this building and show them what's up. TNA is Samoa Joe doing what he does best, wrestling and being the best damn professional wrestler in this whole damn world. It's the same thing, the same difference we hear between AEW and WWE now where people are like, oh, I'm a wrestler. I wrestle, wrestle, grapple, grapple, wrestle, wrestle. Where WWE is like, I am a superstar. And even says superstars and you're like, yeah, the fuck the superstars fuck the old guys uh t- like he talks about tna's a bunch of hard-working young athletes guys who held down the business while others profiteered from it looks directly at kevin nash yeah. uh, show up and pad their pension looks again directly that at was kevin a good nash. line that's a great uh, line and then we get hey scott hall chico kiss my ass you punked out you're a punk yeah <laughs> and Somebody clearly says something to him from the crowd or ringside, and he just says, yeah. "Go ahead and fire me. I don't care." He's like, he, like the mic is like dangling in front of him, so you, it like still picks up what he says, but it's like a little faded because he's not like directly on his mouth. And he just goes, "Are you mad? No, go ahead, fire me. I don't care." <laughs> also, then he introduces who is Scott Hall's replacement, and he gets over the X division so hard. Yeah, he goes in the back. You know, I was like, who wants to come out there in the main event and kick some ass? And he goes, all the X Division wrestlers screwed, uh, stood up. He asked, said the same thing again. And he's like, all the first con, like all the guys whose first TV contract was this company stood up. Uh, but he said, there was one guy who came up to me, battered, bloodied, bruised, all that shit. And he's like, Joe, it's me. You got to choose me. And with that, he introduces. Eric Young. Yeah, it was cool. Good for Eric Young. He also Love calls Kevin Nash an old man one more time before before wrapping up. I <laughs> Kevin love this Nash promo. is so mad. But Kevin like, Nash is mad at Joe, but also clearly mad at Scott Hall. He can't do anything. Like he, You could tell he has a conflicted face because he's like, I fucking want to beat this dude's ass, but he's right. <laughs> Whenever somebody is is correct in their righteous you know anger it's so hard to root against them yeah. it's it it makes a good comic book villain it's like how everyone was like yeah killmonger is a bad dude but he's got a good point or like vulture vulture and, and the vultures doing movie. it for his family he's doing it's it's the kevin owens thing kevin yeah. owens was a dick but he always justified it by saying i'm doing this for my family for my kids he wants maybe- to take owen to more zoos Yes, he, he's got to do all that shit. Uh, he's got cats and stuff. <laughs> he's got cats to pay for. 
Uh, let's move on to our third match. This is a match that I thought I was going to love, and I didn't. What? Yeah, I did not love this match. And we'll, we'll Evan talk about from it. Canada. I know. Lockdown 2008 is the TNA world title. It's Kurt Angle versus Smojo, obviously. Who, who the fuck else would it be? Um, obviously, it's in a cage. That's the lockdown way. Angle gets the Goldberg treatment in the intro. He gets the, like, they show him backstage and he's real tough and walk, watch him. And he's also in, like, MMA gear instead of, like, the classic angle singlet. It's very weird. Yeah, this is a very MMA-inspired match. Uh, who, who is the Irish hand grenade that they're talking about? Is that my Frank Trigg? Yeah. Who the fuck is that? He's an Frank MMA Trigg guy, was, a, was a UFC guy. Yeah. Um, he was fine. He was on commentary for the last two matches after this. Yeah, he was. Uh, he went to TNA at one point, um, and uh, he he didn't wrestle, I don't think, or anything like that. But he was on commentary. Um, I think he did a lot of of Kurt Angle stuff, like training him in MMA and and shit like that. Um, and yeah, this match was very MMA inspired, which is why I loved it. It's it's such a different, like, refreshing take on wrestling. It, it was different. I, I give them credit for that. It's definitely different. I just caught myself being bored. I hate you so much. Yeah. Um, and like, I normally I like tactical wrestling and things like that. I just felt like there was a lot of it that I was like, I think what it is, is when ever professional wrestling decides to present itself more like MMA, which is legitimate combat, it makes the rest of wrestling seem more silly by comparison because it's like oh well this isn't like normal wrestling is wrestling this is this is legit it's the same weird core concept issue aside from uh, like eight other things that i have with raw underground where raw underground was yeah. just like this is the real wrestling it's like well then what the fuck did we just watch when we were watching the ring you know what i mean well so, i i would say that but like i get where you're coming from with that but at the same time like they didn't say anything about this being mma or anything like this was a regular match they just yes. did spots that you would see in a regular mma style match and i think or, that's like, fight. for me where it went like it, the other issue is that just the rhythm was off like because some of the pacing was paced more like an mma round like where there was complete ground control and like for some people especially people who were into mma that's gonna be super interesting me. yeah I was for a little bit, mainly because my friends were, and then I just kind of fell out of it. I prefer a little bit more of the showmanship, weird shit, a little, just a little bit of it, right? Give me, give me fucking Schnitzky punting a baby, all right? Ah, but, you want the skater to get hung and not already be hanging then. <laughs> but I, I do appreciate what they were doing because it was a, a concerted effort, and the match, like I know that it wasn't for me, but I know the match was still good. It if was a good sense. match. Yeah. Uh, I think Kurt and Joe had two four and a quarter star matches rating wise or whatever yeah. it was to four and a half um, based on the Meltzer rating. So I guess take that with a yeah, grain of salt. Big Daddy Dave. There's obviously their first one, the the big one that everyone knows. I did not want to put that in here because let's just be honest with ourselves. We're going to do a Kurt Angle episode eventually. So yeah. I felt like. It would just be a better idea to do it then. Also, you know how weird it was to not love this match considering Kurt Angle is my favorite wrestler? <laughs> this is weird Kurt, though. This is skinny this Kurt. This is weird Kurt. This he's is wearing the He's, he's yelling shorts. At, at Karen Angle on ringside, soon to be Karen Jarrett. Uh, yeah, I don't actually think him and Karen are married at this point. 
which is weird. Which makes it even weirder. That's really weird. I don't know why he was yelling from his wife to be removed from ringside, but he was. Yeah, she he like forces her leave, and she's like, "I'm here for you, motherfucker." Yeah, she swore. Um, I'm fucking here for you. Yeah, and then Kurt immediately tries to go in. They go. They start the match. Uh, this is lockdown, by the way. So every match is in a cage. Yeah, I mentioned that everything's cage matches. Um, this is still just like a regular match. Like there's rope breaks and shit, which yeah. is stupid. Makes but no like sense. you could use the cage as a weapon, I guess. It's yeah. the only thing that's different. I hate it. Um, cage or Kurt immediately starts off with a leg kick. He does a couple leg kicks. Frank Trick is like creaming his pants about it, and then Samoa Joe <laughs> comes in and kicks the ever loving shit out of Kurt Angle. For trying yeah. him. And he's just like, yeah, this isn't happening. Yeah. And then we get a lot of the groundwork. Yes. Right? Um, Kurt tries shooting for an ankle lock. Uh, Joe re- manages to reverse that into a heel hook. We get a lot of MMA inspired stuff, like a lot of shooting, a lot of uh, clinch work, you know, some stuff like that. Kurt does inevitably get a takedown on Joe and he tries doing some ground pound, which looked fucking amazing kurt angle legitimate fighter who would have thought yeah i know what a surprise whenever i see things like who like which wrestler would you think would do well in like a shoot fight tournament i'm always like kurt angle kurt well not anymore but no but like in his prime kurt brock brock would well we now we know that brock murdered people he was fucking ufc heavyweight champion yeah he did that for realsies yeah i mean brock i don't count because he did it so yeah but like uh, Kurt, for sure. Well, like of the modern crop of people, I'm not counting Riddle because he was also legitimately yeah. an MMA guy. Uh, who do you think from the modern crop? Hmm. Who do I think could switch to MMA and, and like or like win a shoot fight tournament? Yeah. Not CM Punk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was an unnecessary drive by. But that was so not necessary. <laughs> so so mean. Um, Gosh, I don't know. Um, I mean, Chad Gable has wrestling experience. Of, uh, there's part of me that says Gable, yeah. but he's also small. I mean, there are divisions for a reason. Yeah, I think Gable would probably do well. Yeah, Gable That's, could probably. I could see Gable being like a like a solid lightweight. Yeah, if you wanted yeah. to who, drop who, down. Who are you thinking? Oh man, I'm th- <sighs> my mind just wants to keep saying Riddle, but like Riddle was actually like a th- person that did that shit. Um. The of the modern crop, I would say maybe Pete Dunn. I think Pete Dunn could be pretty damn good he at it. Could do, yeah. I'm not just, just saying that because he's my favorite fingers. wrestler. But um, back to the actual match, uh, suplex by Angle. We got a long front face lock spot by Angle. By the way, the fucking Saito suplex that he put on Joe. My God. Uh, Joe gets caught as he runs the ropes. Gets an overhead belly to belly. Oh, the current angle belly to belly. Which, again, on a guy the size of Joe is super impressive. He just just launches people without caring. Kurt uh, puts on a figure four right in the middle of the ring. Yeah. It goes on for a very long time. This is where I wrote that the match is not for me. Right here. very long time. This long-ass figure four. (laughs) Admittedly, it's a spot that would happen in a normal wrestling match. But I think the action leading up to it, I was like, okay, we're we're still on the ground. Okay, it's right. they're working on it, man. I, it's building. I get, I get that, and I will say that my my interest in the match did pick up by the end for sure. Yes, because it goes fast because it's wrestling. That's how it, it goes works. back to wrestling stuff. 
uh, it's a long hold. Eventually, Joe manages to flip it, yeah. but Kurt immediately grabs the rope, and it's a rope break, which is stupid. We're in a fucking steel cage. Um, Kurt starts targeting Joe's left knee because he was in a figure four for like five fucking minutes. Because <laughs> he was there forever, yeah. Ric Flair is clutching at his pearls, but who cares? Apparently, because, you know, Ric Flair is a piece of shit. Becky Lynch put him on blast. Shout out. Um, Joe gets a lariat, and Kurt is finally leaving him alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, ends a Gary on the top rope. Joe tries to go for a muscle buster, but Kurt manages to crawl like his way out of it, like slips out of the back. Um, immediately picks the ankle yeah. for an ankle lock. A little bit down the line, Joe hits his corner Nagi for a near fall, near fall. Um, and then he does my favorite spot of the match. Okay. Joe does his power bomb. One, two, flips it into a submission. It's not the little Boston Crab. It's not an STF. It is the most vicious lion tamer I have ever seen in my life. It is in an intense lion tamer. And then once angle starts to get out of that he switches it into an stf and then into a cross face i was like okay joe's just yeah. like cycling through all of his submission options right now and you're just like mm, this is boring this part was where my interest started to peak. uh angle escapes boom second cross face immediately yeah uh he, yeah it's okay so so angle breaks free then he puts on an ankle lock and then kurt or uh joe uses his leg strength to like drag him like pull him in and Wee. puts on the, the cross face. Yeah. Um, Kurt slides out of the cross face uh, in the way that like most people would do it where they like set up for a pin, like yeah. while still in the cross face position kind of. But instead of doing that, he rolls through, puts on an Olympic slam, hits it for a near fall. Yeah. And then he's like, well, Joe's in the middle of the ring. Ankle lock. Joe rolls over after a little bit. Angle tries to reposition himself, and Joe manages to instead lock in the Coquina Clutch. Yeah, and Joe, or Kurt, being the big brain man that Kurt Angle is. Big brain Kurt. Grabs the ref and uses the ref to drag himself to the ropes. The ref's face during this is hilarious. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, wait, why are you grabbing me? I see what you're doing. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. No, he angle's too strong and you are a tiny referee you get knocked over by a breeze so yeah and then we get to the finish here uh joe throws kurt into the cage muscle buster one two three the samoan submission machine has destroyed an olympic gold medalist and won the tna title and won the tna title joe was talking to the ref and avoided another angle slam attempt and that's when he you know throws angle in the cage hits a super kick too which was really good because joe has good kicks Yes. That's Samoan Joseph. He's got the good kicks. And now Joe is champ. And so we're going to take a break. And when we get back from the break, we're looking at two title matches from Joe's reign. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. 
This episode is brought to you by Stitch Fix. Love trying new fashion trends, but find it all a little intimidating? With Stitch Fix, refreshing your wardrobe has never been easier. They figured out the new 2024 trends, so you don't have to. Just give your stylist your size, style, and budget preferences, and they'll send you five just-for-you pieces, plus outfit recommendations and pro styling advice. Refresh your 2024 wardrobe now and get started today at stitchfix.com. Back from the break, and holy shit, it's Steiner math time. We are at Sacrifice 2008. We're not talking about the Steiner math promo because one day, one sweet, glorious day, we're going to do a Scott Steiner episode, and today is not that day. But we are talking about the match that directly or directly follows it. Yes. Samoa Joe versus Scott Steiner versus Kaz, who you know is Frankie Kazarian. And I know what everyone's thinking. But in the Steiner Math promo, he mentioned Kurt Angle, not Frankie Kazarian. Yeah. Kaz was the replacement. I guess Angle got hurt or something. I don't know what happened. But I do but know he got replaced. if you're going against me, you got a 33.3% chance. Samoa Joe's fat. Uh the best part of this match has nothing to do with the match. It has everything to do with tiny Scott Steiner, a.k.a. Petey Williams, who has dyed his hair to look like Scott Steiner. Grown a goatee just like Scott Steiner. It's my favorite fucking thing in the world. More wrestlers need mini versions of themselves. And I'm not talking about having babies. <laughs> just, just give me a tiny version of another wrestler. I need... Uh, Marco stunt to become mini hangman Adam Page. Why did WWE release Drake Maverick when they could have turned him into lowercase HHH? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, because they need someone to be like, Can you? Oh, dude, if he could grow his hair out yeah. and dye it, can you imagine him being like mini Roman Reigns? <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm the that. tribal chief. I'm the tribal chief. <laughs> I'm actually the tribal commander. <laughs> um, this match itself, uh, pretty good. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, this is fun. I mean, yeah, it's a fun little triple threat. It's it's considering it's a match that has big Papa Pump Scott Steiner, you know the 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 genetic freak. About five years after he's his last like decent match, the booby daddy. Uh, you know, the, the, the big man, we'll, we'll fucking, I'm, I'm going to look up all of the nicknames when we do his episode. Cause though, there's going to be a lot. I'm going to look some up now. The booty daddy. Um, he's a booby and a booty daddy. Uh, Kaz was really fun in this match, which it's weird seeing Frankie Kazarian from like, especially if you only started watching him from, you know, the addiction, like his tag team with, mm-hmm. with Christopher Daniels, because he really was this like super fast high flying type of guy like probably the best person i could compare him to from from the crop of today's wrestlers is like a darby allen mold kind of you know like a like a guy who's just like he's not exactly a high flyer but he's fast as fuck boy that's his fuck boy uh the nicknames that come up for big papa pump are big papa pump superstar the genetic freak freakzilla the big bad booty daddy and white thunder yes and there are more um almost immediately kaz is trying to pin steiner yeah and joe is just standing over and to the side just watching because he knows this is not going to be the end of the match so he doesn't give a shit joe gets some 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 shine kicks both guys some shine he goes this match starts off like the fucking 2020 royal rumble where brock lesnar is just clearing house that match was this 
except it's Samoa Joe. <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, Kaz goes for a springboard crossbody, and Joe does my favorite Joe thing and just walks away. <laughs> just, I don't have time for this. Uh, line tamer on Kaz, and he only breaks the hold because uh, Steiner comes running in. And what does he do? He breaks the hold and then puts on a fucking Fujiwara armbar on Steiner. Yes. He sees Kaz coming. So what does he do? He puts on like a sharpshooter kind of thing on on uh he does on a Kaz. Yeah, he's he a cloverleaf. Yeah, he dragon puts a cloverleaf screw, on him. Dragon screw into a cloverleaf. Joe looks like an unbeatable monster in this match, and Kaz and Steiner are just in his way. Uh, Joe gets tripped by Steiner, who's running the ropes, and then uh, ends up on the outside, gets run to the guardrail, and this finally gives somebody else the advantage, and it's it's the big booty daddy. Uh, suplex on the ramp by Steiner to Joe. He's running show. Uh, this is when I first noticed how much like Scott Steiner, Pete Williams, Pete Williams looked, and I, I couldn't handle it. <laughs> he looks exactly like him, just small. Uh, we get a top rope belly to belly by Steiner to Kaz, which was super nice. Yeah, I mean, when Steiner is is you know when he only has to do shit like this, like suplexes, you know, big power spots, big power moves. Yeah, he's good. Like he's fine. If he, he's not, I think in a multi man match. Scott Steiner at this stage of his career could definitely hold his own and give you some good spots. Yeah. Where Scott Steiner obviously lacked in TNA or honestly just after he blew up in size and dyed his hair white uh, was in a one-on-one setting. He just wasn't as good at wrestling anymore because he was way too fucking big to work the style that he was good at when he was teaming with his brother. Yeah. Just wasn't the same. The, the really cool spot here, so we get overhead belly to bellies, and then he puts on a Steiner recliner on Joe, which is a camel clutch, I guess, for people who don't know what the yeah. Steiner recliner is, which I don't know why you wouldn't. It's got fucking Scott Steiner. It's the booty daddy. I mean, it sounds like a chair, so. It's I... the fucking booty daddy. <laughs> All right. Okay. Man. You should know this. Okay. Uh, Joe gets out of the, the Steiner recliner by, like, picking up steiner in an electric chair position yeah but before he could drop him kaz comes flying in with a missile drop kick to steiner and gets him right off of joe yeah so we get like a drop kick doomsday device it's really really sweet joe comes hits an exploder on kaz yeah and i'm gonna let you talk about the uranagi oh i wasn't even gonna talk about the uranagi so you go ahead i got the i got the the fun foreign object later (laughs) so there's there's a corner Uranagi spot. You know the one. Everyone listening to this. If you watch any Samoa Joe match, You've he does seen it. it. It's very good. It's one of the best things he does. He does it to Scott Steiner here, and it might be the worst Uranagi I've ever seen in my life. Steiner gets negative air. I'm just saying, Steiner just kind of... Steiner doesn't even jump. He falls just falls on his back. Yeah. He just trips. <laughs> That's basically what it was. Steiner ends up on the outside. Uh, and Joe's going to go for his trademark dive. Again, you know the one if you've seen a Joe match. Uh, turns out that uh, Steiner has a lead pipe in his hand. Petey and Williams it's not with, what you're thinking. Petey Williams with the distraction and runs the pipe directly into Joe's head. Uh, then we get a Kaz plancha over the top rope, which was which was really good. Yeah, we love a good plancha. This match, to me, is Steiner versus Joe, and Kaz just keeps showing up with, like, cool moves and fun <laughs> spots. Kaz is the scrappy-doo of this match. Let me at him. Let me at him. Uh, Kaz come, gets uh, rolls Steiner back into the ring, hits the one final beat DDT, the Johnny Gargano, where he goes over the top rope into a DDT. Yeah. Uh, 
Kaz hits a Shogun kick for near fall. <laughs> and then we get more Petey Williams. Uh, Steiner is holding on to the ref, distracting him. Petey crotches Kaz on the top rope. Yep. Um, top rope Frankensteiner. By, by Scott Steiner. By Scott Steiner. Because who cares how old and big he is? He's still good at the goddamn move he invented. It's called the Frankensteiner. I'm going to hit it. Yes. Uh, for a near fall because Joe. Um, Joe hits a, a middle rope leg lariat on Kaz that looked fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, atomic drop, Shogun kick, running senton spots Kaz, snap power slam to Steiner. For a near fall. Then we get the Coquina clutch by Joe on Steiner. Releases it to avoid Kaz running at him. Kicks Kaz. Him and Steiner are up on the apron. And Joe puts him on the top rope. Kaz with a kick knocks Joe off the apron. So it's just Steiner on the top and Kaz in there. Kaz goes up top. And Steiner kind of powers out with like... He just pushes him with him. No, he tries to... Kaz tries to go for a C4. Or uh, a Spanish fly. Yeah. Um, and he just can't do it because Steiner's 10 times his size. I thought Steiner just like powered out and just kind of like, it looked like a shitty version of a spine buster just kind of pushed him forward. Yeah, it was kind of just like, I don't know, take the 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 C4 position and then just like... Fall backwards. <laughs> just fall backwards. <laughs> like they didn't get the flip. He just did, fucking no planted feet. him. There are no flips, just fists. Uh, for a near fall, Joe gets back in the ring, hits a muscle buster on Steiner, and Samoa Joe retains his title. Because he's the best. He's, he's the, the fucking best. best. And, you know, Steiner's math was way off. Yes. But, but he, we knew that. He did not have a 143 and three-thirds chance of winning. God bless that math or, magician. Third. Uh, let's move to our last match. And it is Samoa Joe defending the TNA Heavyweight Championship at Bound for Glory 2008 against Sting. Woo! Yeah, Sting. Uh, there is some sort of issue between the two of them where Sting had issue with Joe and the younger wrestlers not being respectful. It's like, did he hear his whole promo on Scott Hall? Yeah. Could that have been the problem? Uh, also, Earl Hebner sighting. I was very mad when I saw that. Uh, yeah. I again, I haven't seen a lot of Sting matches because I watched WWE and then I watched, I didn't really watch WCW. I've, I've gone back and watched some things for Sting. <laughs> I know. Um, Rucker is so mad at you right now. Rucker is mad at me right now. Where is Sting, in terms of Sting's kind of like tenure in TNA, what kind of era of Sting are we in here? Um, I think this is only, I think this is only year three of Sting. Okay. Because I think he showed up in 2006. Um, he's undefeated at Bound for Glory. I know that because he won his first two. Um, and I think this is the third match that he's gonna have at Bound for Glory, and it's obviously against Joe. Uh, this is the end of two thousand and eight, right? Yeah, this is October two two thousand eight. Yeah, so Sting has been. I'm pretty sure he's been a babyface like the entire time he's been here. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're in two, at the end of two thousand and eight, oh, this is the beginning of Main Event Mafia. It, I was just about to say, we're coming up on Main Event Mafia, yeah, baby. This is what creates Main Event Mafia. For those who don't know, Main Event Mafia was Sting, Kurt Angle, Booker T, Kevin Nash, and Scott Steiner, a.k.a. the WCW plus one. <laughs> what a cool and the one word. just happens to be an Olympic fucking gold medalist who is more famous than all of them. Except he did it with Sting. a broken freaking neck. 
I, I have to clarify, except for Sting. Except Sting for Sting. Is, Sting is, you know, it's Sting. It's Sting. Anyways, hot starts in the match. Sting starts things uh, off pretty quickly here. Joe is just Samoa Joe, so he's like, yeah, fuck that. He tosses Sting out of the ring, hits his diving forearm, yeah, and immediately they fight into the crowd. We are a, not even a full minute into this match, and they're fighting in the crowd. Joe, when he hits the dive, also immediately turns and high-fives two dudes in full Adidas tracksuits at ringside who look like the cousins of Cousin Roman. I would just like you to know that when we go to a wrestling event, that is the outfit that we oh, will be yeah, wearing. Oh, yeah, 100%. Full, full Adidas. We are going full Slav suit on these motherfuckers. <laughs> is that Run DMC in the front row? No. <laughs> no. It's the cross body of work, boys. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah, that's I, I'm down for that. Yeah, they brought into the crowd. Joe in control for a long time hits one of the most unnecessary drop kicks <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. So they're up on the the stairs heading up into the crowd. This and, is at the Sears Center, by the way. And Joe is decides to walk into the luxury boxes, runs from them, leaps into the stick onto the steps, and drop kicks Sting lands ass first onto like concrete steps but just walks it off just everything's well, hanging on the rail like the stair railing yeah like his legs are caught in that and he's, he's just cool chilling. it makes no fucking sense but i thought it was cool as hell first off you just know that hurt like a motherfucker so for Joe. bad it he is no selling first. it ass first onto concrete steps he is no selling the fuck out of it you i'm ever, impressed you ever slip and fall in on ice in the winter it's that but with more force it sucks i can't say that i have i have pretty good balance when it comes to that i kind fall of stuff. at least once a year <laughs> at minimum i am going to tell amy to start recording you all the time just just in case it's my time <laughs> just in case oh, i need to see this this will be plastered all over my twitter follow me on twitter by the way if you don't <laughs> good, good plug um eventually Sting gets control, does a weird little short crossbody off of. They sit off the penalty box. So yeah, it's like a hot, again. This is the Sears Center in Chicago. This is where AEW runs their pay per views in Chicago. Yeah, this is where the fucking what is it? Blackhawks play. Yes, or whatever. Blackhawks would play. Patrick Kane and shit like that. I don't know. Um. Anyways, Joe crotches Sting on a railing. Um and then hits like a like an Olay kick on yeah. it. He, we didn't see an Olay kick throughout these matches, which is one thing that Samoa Joe did not take with him to TNA on a consistent basis. It was very rare that we saw him do an Olay kick. And it's weird that they called it an Olay kick too. Well, you know. I just didn't expect them to do that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Still it's dang. Uh, they make it back to ringside. There's a guy with Sting face paint, but it doesn't look like Sting face paint. I'm 95% sure it was Danhausen. I hope you get better, Danhausen, in that yeah. stupid, forbidden, broken, stupid leg. Yeah, feel better, Danhausen. King, better, I love that man. Um, <laughs> Jesus, uh, Joe rushes Sting back to ringside, um, and I'm just tosses him right over the barricade. Gets him back in the ring, running back elbow into the corner into an enziguri. Um, he goes him up for a muscle buster. Sting counters it, so he yeah. fights his way out of it. And then jumps off the middle rope into a DDT. Yeah. Which looked fucking great. Yeah, it did. The splash he follows it up with does not look great. It's Sting. 
I mean, uh, yeah, he's not a high flyer. STF by Joe. Transition into a crossface. Then transitions into the Ring of Saturn modification that we talked about earlier. Uh, and eventually Sting gets out of it. But it doesn't matter because Snap Power Slam mm-hmm. for a near fall. Is this when we get the, the trading of moves of finishers? Yes. Uh, Joe is getting very cocky. Um, <laughs> Sting is just like, fuck this guy, muscle buster. And Joe is just like, fuck this guy, he's stealing my shit. No cells a muscle buster. Yeah. The muscle busters does not bust the muscles of Samoa Joe. Yes. Uh, Joe is just like, well, you're going to take my move. I'm going to take yours. He so hits he, the Scorpion Death Drop. He slaps Sting super loud. And yeah. then he hits the Scorpion Death Drop and Sting pops up to his feet. Sting unlike, pops up and is just like. Unlike in WWE where your own finisher hits like does like double damage to you if it gets stolen. In TNA, it just cancels out. They're like, no, this is fine. Fuck that. Um, then so we, just, we get a couple ahead. Stinger Splashes in the corner. Um, they are fine. Yeah, I mean they're always fine. Stinger splashes too. just what they are. And Sting goes to the well for a third time and gets Uranagi to death. <laughs> and then Kevin Nash comes down. Yeah, so Joe is beating the crap out of Sting at this point, and Kevin Nash is here, and he's apparently hasn't been in TNA in months, and is Samoa Joe Diesel, and is Samoa Joe's mentor, and uh, Joe. Is kicking the shit of Sting. Sting is down. Hebner is cu- is counting. Joe is very clearly a heel, by the way. <laughs> Joe hops on top of Sting and is just beating the shit out of him. And then Hebner gets in his face when he tries to pull him away. And so I'm like, Joe's gonna kill Earl Hebner. This Please. is this is the best match we've ever seen. He does. I'm like, uh, have you ever see the movie Leon the Professional? Yes. You know when Natalie Portman's character is like knocking at the door and she's like. Yes. <laughs> that was me watching this. I was like, please beat his fucking ass. And with tears running down my face, please, please. Oh, fuck, that's good. So, yes, Kevin Ash is here, and Earl Habner is not dead, which is sad. Yes, I hate that. Joe yes. hits a DDT and then immediately turns and argues with Habner even more. Yes. Sting sees an opportunity and gets the bat. Yes, because Sting has a bat, people. Sting loves his bat. For some reason. It's why in wrestling games, a bat will be a weapon all the time, even though you don't often see bats. Yeah, seriously. Why does Sting always have a bat? What the that fuck? motherfucker loves bats. Um, Nash takes the bat from him because he is helping Samoa Joe. He's Samoa Joe's mentor. Commentary reminds us four times. It don't is man of it. five seconds. And then we get a, 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 a clothesline. Sting kicks out, and then Joe is running the ropes. Sting avoids. Hebner, Hebner avoids. Away. Hebner was in the fucking way too, and Hebner then can't see as Nash hits Joe in the back with the bat. You son of a bitch! Not particularly hard either. <laughs> it's Just, a bat, though. Yeah, not not. He didn't like swing for the fences. He's not Negan or anything. Sting comes. Scorpion death drop. One, two, three. The icon has beaten Joe. You bastard. And then that starts the main event mafia, who were also bastards. I hated them. Because it's just a bunch of old dudes just running the roost. God, and it was that so was annoying. Also, like, why is Kurt Angle the leader of the main event? He wasn't in WCW. Why is he in it in the first place? Because he's This is dude. bullshit. 
That wraps up all five Samoa Joe matches from TNA. What were your thoughts going back? I had a great time. The matches progressively <laughs> got worse. Yeah. It's kind of funny how that happened. Because I, I think would the say triple threat was really fun. I but... would say the exact order that the matches went in is the exact order of how I would rank them from best to worst. I would put the triple threat match ahead of the lockdown match, but that's just personal preference. We've already talked about that. That I mean, Scott Steiner hit a fucking Frankensteiner. That's worth points. You just love seeing Petey Williams. You I do! <laughs> You'd rather see Baby what? Steiner than a great what? fucking match. Tiny versions of, of regular-sized things are hilarious. That's why corgis are the best dog. Look at them. They're just like big... Reg- like they're not. They're, they're like, objectively not the best dogs. They're like regular dogs, but tiny. Look at that. It's so With fucking stubby cute. legs. Yeah, look at that. They can't even... Go upstairs. Who needs to go upstairs when you look like that? You're so cute. <laughs> it's great. I liked going through and watching these because I knew Samoa Joe was like one of the pillars of TNA for, for many years. Yeah. Uh, it was also good just to finally watch that triple threat match, the the unbreakable one, because it was really fucking good. And uh, I wish I didn't know what a King of the Mountain match was, but here we are. <laughs> and that was one of the better ones, I would say. Yeah. That was one of the better King of the Mountain matches. Like... Just get rid of the penalty box and make them take the, the title down, and everything's amazing in that match. King of the Mountain matches are objectively awful, <laughs> especially when they have Jeff Jarrett in them. Luckily, we didn't have Jeff Jarrett. Oh, we didn't have Jeff Jarrett in any of these matches. It's so good. Yeah, we're, we're and for that, we are forever thankful. I can't wait to do the Jeff Jarrett episode. Fun fact, uh, if you want to listen to Jeff Jarrett, he's on Ringside Rant this week. So go listen to RJ oh! talk to Jeff Jarrett. Shout out to them. Yeah, shout out to RJ. And only them, not Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> that's that's where we'll wrap this one up. Javier, where can people find you on social media? I'm on the Twitter machine at Sports. I almost forgot my Twitter handle for a second there. It's, we're recording this at a, an irregular time for us. Normally we record in the afternoons. We're recording early in the morning. It is 11.40 in that's the morning. That's early for us. Which, to be fair... Yes, but also people who I don't understand, I've been up since 7. I have a job. I have working. been up since 7. So, I didn't I, sleep early. But I stayed up last night playing Madden. So, follow me on Twitter at it's Evan Gomes, I-T-S-E-V-A-N-G-O-M-E-S. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Crossbody of Work. If you have ideas for who we should cover after this three-part series, crossbodyworkpod at gmail.com to let us know who you think we should cover. Also, fullpressshop.com to cop the merch. And wherever you're listening, be sure to rate five stars. It helps the boys out tremendously yeah next week obviously it's the mojo part three we're looking at his run in wwe and nxt very exciting stuff we get to see joe in some high profile matches some nxt championship matches and like i said before my favorite promo per minute i've ever heard in my life (laughs) joe wastes no fucking time and i'm so excited to talk about it i i might just let you just go it's the best. It's the, it's one of my favorite promos in terms just, of just copy and paste the entire promo and just go. I will. I will. Just go um, for it. If you want to let us know who we should cover once we're done with Samojo, and again, give us ideas for what we should do for our hundredth episode. We are rapidly approaching. This was ninety. We got ten more. Yeah, I know. We're just gonna end up doing Hulk Hogan or something. <laughs> no, we are not. Let us know what we should do for our hundredth episode. We appreciate you taking time to listen to us, Javier. Any final words for the people? Ah, yes. This week on Life Advice with Javier. Um, I don't really have anything 
because honestly my week was fine <laughs> um i i had a i had a date that was pretty cool oh here's the life advice go find someone man fucking if you're asexual <laughs> this this isn't for you i'm sorry i just don't it's not that i don't accept who you are ever you should accept who you are you're valid but like my experience isn't yours um so i'm sorry um go like i don't know go on a date dates are cool and if you're ugly and can't then like um i'm sorry <laughs> but this like advice is going off the rails <laughs> i'm sorry but like it is uh, important to here i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap up your life Evan, advice you're getting nice, married to do this for me you're gonna wrap up your life advice in a nice bow whether you want romantic partnership or friendships or just strong relationships with your family be sure to nurture the relationships in your life it is important to actually take time whether that means putting yourself out there to make new friends or putting yourself yeah. out there to get a date or just you know appreciating the people you have around you don't take them for, for granted make sure you tell them how much you appreciate them spend time with them that's yes. what you gotta do that way you feel you feel that love come back. Yes. That's how we wrap up Life Advice with Javier is Evan fucking saving it and, and uh, spiking it at the one-yard line. Evan is uh, also, keep in mind, Evan is a nice person. I try. Um, and also engaged to be married. That's right. So he's able to be nice and stuff. I did it. I did um, it. Yeah, my man is at the end game. Yeah. So I found a hot and just said all right lock it up yeah you well, found you found this one up you found the one and we're like well she's screwed yeah but now no taylor swift songs uh relate to me anymore because she's all the old breakup songs they don't no don't no because you, you think you know in your head you could just like you know how michael jordan would like uh lie to himself to get oh, yeah. like compare like that story against the dude from the wizards where he just like made it up completely just make it up in your head and convince yourself that it's real so that you could listen to All Too Well and cry. I mean, I listen to All Too Well and cry anyways. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Go listen to Red Taylor's version. We'll be back next week with Samojo Part 3. See you then. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.